Hey friends, if we haven't had the chance to meet yet, my name's Natalie, and I've got a question for you. Have you ever experienced what it feels like to be on the outside of an inside joke? Here you are, hanging out with some friends, they begin to crack jokes, and it's something they've experienced without you, and you were left feeling awkward and out of the equation. Isn't that the worst? I mean, come on, if you've been there too, let me know in the chat. And I mean, sometimes it's more than just an inside joke, but it feels like a completely new language. Have you ever had a conversation with a middle schooler? Let's have tea time. He's the goat. And I think we can accidentally do the same thing in church. Some Christians, without even thinking about it, use words and phrases and language that, let's be honest, without context, it can sound just downright weird and super strange. And it can feel like one big spiritual inside joke or another language. So let's talk about it. We say stuff like this, God, put a hedge of protection around my family. Like, what does that even mean? What's a hedge of protection? Or my favorite, God, give us traveling mercies. Why do you need mercies for your travel? Or you might hear the pastor say, can I get an amen? What does that even mean? Or, okay, okay, what about this one? I'm just in this season. Have you ever heard that? Or someone say, God told me, or God called me here. Like, you talk to God on the phone? Listen, you can't urban dictionary this stuff. Tell me in the chat, what have you heard before? And how about this one? The blood of Jesus. Washed by the blood, the blood of the lamb, the blood of Jesus was poured out. I mean, why are we so obsessed with blood? We sing about it, we talk about it. So what's the big deal? And tonight, we're gonna take a look about why we sing and talk so much about the blood of Jesus. And I believe as we understand the blood of Jesus, we will be able to experience the power it has to transform our everyday lives. So be real for a second. Today, when you and I think about the blood, we probably tend to think about doctors or hospitals, injuries, maybe it's a crime show or horror movie you've watched, right? But the problem we have is when we read the Bible, it's that we've been so far removed from its people, customs, and culture of those who lived thousands of years before us. And this can lead to some pretty big gaps for those that we read about and our postmodern everyday lives. But one thing we all have in common with these Old Testament characters and all of humanity, for that matter, is this simple truth. All of us have missed the mark. The Apostle Paul says it this way, for all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. No matter our socioeconomic status, our race, level of education, all of us have fallen short of God's standard. We're all dead in our sin. And think about it. We, we all the time think about these things we shouldn't or do or say things we ought not to. We're all in this because the list goes on and on and on. But the reality is we're all in need of a divine intervention in our lives. And God has put a plan in place from the beginning that involved blood. So we're talking about tonight, what does the blood of Jesus do for us? And the first is this, the blood of Jesus gives us forgiveness for our sins. 
forgiveness for our sins. And as amazing as that sounds, maybe you're tuning in and you hear that sentence and are thinking, okay, but why does the blood even matter? Like, what's special about it in the first place? And that's a really good question. And it's because of our sin that there's a wide separation that exists relationally between us and our Creator. But God put a plan into action to bring redemption. So we're gonna go back a little bit in time. And remember, we're living in a totally different culture and time period than the people of the Bible. And for a person living in Old Testament times to receive forgiveness of their sins, they would actually have to bring an unblemished animal, a spotless animal, typically a lamb or a bull, to be sacrificed before the Lord by a priest on their behalf. And the priest would sprinkle the blood of this innocent animal over the altar to symbolically bring purification to the individual. Crazy, right? Well, this wasn't crazy to them. Animal sacrifice was actually a normal expression, an act of those living in the ancient Near East. So let's remember our worldview gap that we have when we hear this. But you can fast forward to the time of Jesus, and the author of Hebrews would recall this customary practice saying, In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Did you catch that? The writer said that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And why? It's because blood represents life. Think about it. When you get a blood transfusion or the act of donating and giving blood, when you and I donate blood to someone who needs it, we literally give and transfer life. But animal sacrifice was a temporary solution, a a Band-Aid, if you will. God had actually promised a Savior, a Messiah who would come and save the people from their sins. The stages of history were preparing for the arrival of Jesus to change everything. We say washed by the blood because it is His innocent blood that changed everything for us. Because Jesus lived a sinless life, He became the unblemished lamb before God and mankind. Jesus' willing sacrifice for you and me means this. No longer must we bring animals to be sacrificed on our behalf. For Jesus has become the final act of sacrifice, and by His blood we are spiritually washed clean. Isn't that amazing how it ties together? For hundreds of years, people brought animal sacrifices before the priest for forgiveness of their sins, and now, in Jesus, we have the ultimate sacrifice that brings about forgiveness of our sins, not through an animal, but through the perfect love of a Savior who paid the price and debt for our sins and wrongdoing in one final act. By His blood, we have forgiveness of our sins. And not only that, but by His blood, Jesus gives us access to God. And we all love access. Access to our bank accounts, social media, Netflix, where are my Disney Plus people at? Access is important because without it, you and I are disconnected. It's the feeling you get when you finally have the Wi-Fi password at your friend's house. But more than being connected to search engines, streaming services, or social media, Jesus is like the Wi-Fi password that has made a way for you to connect back to God. 
It's because of the blood of Jesus poured out on the cross and his death and resurrection that we are now complete and have unhindered access to God. Never before in the history of mankind did people have the opportunity to have direct and continual access to this presence and spirit of God. And through Jesus' blood, we now have access. I need someone to tell me in the chat, I got access. In fact, when Jesus died on the cross, the Gospel of Matthew tells us that at that moment, the curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. You see, when Jesus' blood was innocently shed on the cross for us, the separation between us and the presence of God was removed. You see, before, people did not have direct access to the presence of God. If you read in the Old Testament, the presence of God would come and rest on individuals for moments or seasons, but it never resided. The presence of God would only dwell in something called the Ark of the Covenant, a small golden box kept in the back room of the temple called the Most Holy Place. Sounds a little bit like Indiana Jones, right? All right, this most holy place and the presence of God was closed off by a thick curtain. And it was the most exclusive spot in the world. At this time in history, things were different. There was only one person, the high priest, who could enter the presence of God only once a year. Hebrews tells us this, only the high priest ever entered the most holy place and only once a year. He always offered blood for his own sins and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. Do you see the significance in this? If Jesus tore the veil in the temple that separated and excluded the presence of God in the most holy place, then he has now and forever given us direct access to the presence of God. In your house, in your living room, in your car, wherever you are, God's presence now lives with you. Jesus' blood has given us access. Before, we were like the Israelites, on the outside looking in, separated, distant. But now, no longer must we keep a distance from God. We were once far off, but the blood of Jesus has brought us near, and the curtain has been torn. There is now nothing keeping you from accessing the presence of God but yourself. We have direct access. Are you feeling far from God? Do you feel like things in your past have separated you from Him? I've got new, good news for you. There is no sin, no shame, no condemnation that can separate you from Him. You can be confident today as you approach Jesus just as you are. And this is also why the author of Hebrews writes, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and find grace to help us when we need it most. We don't have to be afraid or distanced from him. No longer are we unable to access him. No longer must we go through a priest to receive forgiveness for our sins. No longer are we kept outside the temple doors. We have been invited into the most holy place because Jesus has made a way with his blood. The blood of Jesus changes everything for us. It gives us forgiveness for our sins. It gives us access to God and it gives us eternal life. This is the hope of the Christian life, that this life isn't all there is. 
The truth is that you and I were created to be with God forever. There's this story in John chapter 6 where Jesus tells his disciples that he is the true bread and the true drink. If you're thirsty, he can satisfy you. If you're hungry, he can satisfy you. In life, we will always be hungry and thirsty again, no matter how much we eat. But Jesus is saying he will satisfy our souls. Jesus said it this way, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. I will raise them up in the last day. For my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. Now, this may be a little weird at first glance, but what is Jesus actually saying? He's saying that he himself is life. After Jesus said this, many disciples left and no longer followed him. They left frustrated, confused, offended, but a few stayed. And when asked if they wanted to leave too, Simon Peter answered him. He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of life. Friends, there is nowhere else that we can go for eternal life. There's no other person, no pill, no bottle, no amount of money, no status, no influence, no power. There is no other religious figure or teaching that can provide us with eternal life. Only Jesus can do this. His blood has purchased our forgiveness. It's given us access to God and given us eternal life. No longer does God live in a temple, but with us, his people. The Holy Spirit of God now takes up residence with us if we invite him in. He wants to be in the middle of your life, right where you are and in exactly what you're going through. But his presence, it requires a response from us. So what do you need the blood of Jesus to do for you tonight? Do you need forgiveness of your sins? Do you need freedom from your hurts, habits, and hangups? Jesus' blood is powerful enough to bring total and complete forgiveness. Ask Him. He's waiting for you. Or maybe you need to experience renewed access to God. Maybe you felt distant or unheard by Him. Let me tell you tonight, God cares about you and has made a way for you to come near. And maybe tonight you need to know that Jesus is near to you. He hasn't forgotten you. And maybe you're desiring to experience Him in a new, authentic way. You have that access. But maybe tonight you're looking at your life and you know you need this eternal life we talked about. That you've tried to live life on your own, but it's left you feeling unsatisfied and empty. And tonight, because of the blood of Jesus, you can have right relationship with God forever. And if that's you, I wanna pray this prayer together. Pray this with me, dear Jesus, thank you that your blood has given me forgiveness for my sins, access to your presence and eternal life. I repent of my sins and ask you to help me to live in freedom. Help me to follow you, Jesus, the best I know how for the rest of my life. I love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray, amen.